welcome to the She Will Shine podcast, where we bring you the real stories of female business owners. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a supportive business network for women. It's time to give a voice to women in business and discover their journey. Hi everyone and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast in ISO land today. And we have the lovely Rosie Shiloh with us. How are you, Rosie? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic now that you're with me. But I would love to introduce Rosie to everyone. So Rosie Shiloh has created a thriving and ever-growing network for virtual assistants. It's called Virtually Yours and is a network for over 190 Australian virtual assistants founded in 2004. Rosie has mentored many new and experienced VAs in their business and seen them overcome many hurdles to achieve some amazing goals. This inspired her to write Reaching for the Stars and the Outsourcing Secret. And she also has her very own VA podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. There you go. And I like to call her the queen of the VAs. (laughs) Let's go back a little bit. Yeah. And where did it all begin? Where did your passion for VAs start? (laughs) Um. It didn't start as a passion for VAs, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a little uh, idea side kind of gig idea thingy. I was working um, in my early 20s in the disability sector in sort of middle management. So I was coordinating um, activities with people with disabilities and the frail aged and whatnot. And I had a lot of work on computers, of natural, uh, you know, resolving issues on computers and stuff like that. And... Um, I had I was a boomerang child, so I'd gone to to uni and then um, and moved out and everything like that, and then I came back home again. I was actually suffering from post traumatic stress disorder, so I moved back in with my dad, and while I was still working, and he was working from home, and he was he kind of loved that he could tap into this person who could help him with his computer and stuff like that whenever I got home from work. And he was saying so many people would, you know, would benefit from having someone who could help them out without them having to hire staff. And that was kind of where the first, you know, inkling of an idea came in. How many years ago do you think this was? That was 16 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was everything that you kind of found online was American based for VAs. So there was a, there was a group, definitely a group here already started and I started up my business, had no idea what I was doing and just, yeah, put the feelers out there. I joined my local uh, Rotary Club and you've got to have your own business to be in a Rotary Club. I don't know if that still applies, but it did then. And that was handy for me because um, I didn't realise that was a requisite. I was going to join anyway just to support projects and be a volunteer. And then I realized that it was actually a really, really great networking space to connect with other business owners. And one of those business owners was the president of the local chamber of commerce. And so that's where I got my first job and my first client. And they, I had them for many years and I learned heaps and heaps working with them. Lots of other little projects here and there. And I ended up sort of specializing in supporting people with, um, you know, allied health type stuff because that was my background and not-for-profits and community organisations and things like that until I got sick of that. And then I started doing website development and I did that with my husband for about nine years. And then the last couple of years, I've just focused on the network. It's really interesting because before you even mentioned the word community, Rosie, just then, I was thinking as soon as you mentioned Rotary, you were looking for community to support you and be around you as you started your business, but also to give back to and it's funny, these values now are such a strong part of your virtual assistant community. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you look at the patterns of the way that you naturally kind of work and evolve, there's always going to be patterns and, um, and it's really useful to, to be able to actually look back and identify those and embrace them. And, and under, it sort of helps to understand yourself and the way that you work, but it's always been about community always and, and supporting others as much as I can. Um, has just been it's been on my every time you know in high school what are you going to do when you grow up all that sort of stuff everything was helping you know others so in terms of working in a third world country and coordinating you know support programs and working in the disability sector and everything like that's always been about giving back so is that what you did straight out of um school yeah, yeah. So I straight out, well, I got had a few crappy reception jobs and admin jobs and things like that. And then I, because um, I went to uni, but uni, I had some massive stuff going on at home and I wasn't able to, to complete um, my disability studies at Deakin Uni. Um, so I ended up just getting regular sort of office jobs. And then later on, I went back and got a sport and recreation management diploma. And I focused it on um, working in recreation in the disability sector. And then I got um, work straight away from that, working with um, yeah, people with disabilities. And I got some other qualifications around that. And um, so by the time I was probably 22, I was working in the disability sector. Um, but I was only there for a few years before I became unemployable and decided to run my own business. And I've been unemployable ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever like go back and work for someone else? This is a question that I often think, would I ever do this? I know it's so hard to know. Cause I know that I won't re I'm not really good at being told what to do and when, um, but you know, there's things that I go, I'd love to do that. Like I'd, I'd actually love to do landscape gardening. I'd love to do more stuff with animals. I'd love to, um, you know, do case management for people with disabilities. You know, I'd be happy to do that sort of stuff. But one of the things that encouraged me to leave was the politics and the funding issues and all that sort of rubbish. And so I really, really enjoy not having to deal with that. But the thing about working for yourself the one massive benefit and i think this is what plays to our personality types is that when we think of something new we automatically get permission to do it and that is something that i i really can't see myself giving up is the permission to try whatever crazy idea comes into my head if i've got someone squashing that i think i would go mental that's what invigorates me. That's what keeps me excited. That's what makes my business fun is that whether it works or not, I get to try the shit that I want to try. Yeah. And I think that's a trait that I see a lot in the women within our community. And I'm sure you see the same within your community as well is we're real doers. Yes. If we have an idea, we get out there and we do it. And if it works great, if it doesn't work, that's okay. We'll come up with another one and we'll get out there and do that one. So yeah. I think that's a real, um, one of the traits that I see a real lot in our community and one that also keeps us going. Yeah. Keeps the yeah. Mo motivation and the momentum going and ticking the business over. Yeah, definitely. But also I wanted to ask you, so you've been in your business for how many years? 16. 16 is a long time. I know. It's bizarre. How can that be? You're only 21, Rosie. I know. I must've started when I was like three or something. <laughs> 
I did start in my mid twenties, so I had that head start. But um, yeah, it's it's it is funny because there have been periods there where I've been ready to sell up. They really have. So every few years, I'm like, that's it, I'm done, and then it never happens. So yeah, and then another idea comes in that you've got to try out. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. So what in those sixteen years? What is the biggest challenge you think you faced? The biggest challenge is probably a combination of imposter syndrome and um, worrying yeah, about what everyone else is doing and feeling like, um, you know, I love what I do um, and I know that there are people who love what I do, but same with you, people will come and go in our memberships and each time you know, someone leaves for totally legitimate reasons of their own, um, you kind of doubt yourself. Um, and then you hear about other people creating other networks or other training opportunities. And you think theirs is most likely going to be better than mine. And, you know, why am I doing this and all that sort of stuff. So it's that mind talk has been a constant um, for 16 years. And it makes me, you know, strive to be better, but it also can hold you back. It can be very, very frustrating. Um, so that's something that I've, that's probably been my biggest challenge. And I think for, it's funny because compared to some people, it's probably why people like us are running these networks, actually am fairly tough skinned at times, but also totally not at other times. Yeah. So I get through it, but not necessarily without scars. Yeah. <laughs> There, there may be tears and then the next day it's like, okay, I can do it. put the super cape back on and let's go. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing I think as well, running a membership community because it is ongoing. It's not as though you, you finish a project with a client and then you move on to another client and that client may return to you in the future for some other work, but it is, it's an ongoing relationship. So data, you'd be the same. I've had women with me for years and years. Yeah. yeah. And I feel a real obligation to keep serving them to the best of my ability, keep throwing out new ideas and new ways to help them. Yeah. And so with that becomes the, the frustration in that you know how much work you're putting in, but sometimes it's not evident on the outside. Yeah, 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 for sure. I've had people on my network for like over 10 years and those people, um, they value the community so much. Like it's so, the community is the exact right vibe for them. Um, so they're not necessarily in it for the webinars or the job leads or anything else that comes with the benefit. They're there for the community. They give back more than they take because they remember how much they got from everyone else when they first joined. And those people, they're kind of the foundations of the network. And, um, and honestly, it wouldn't exist really in the way that it does without them. Ironically, they stay because of that environment, but they've created that environment. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Whereas other people don't necessarily see it that way. I've had people who join up and go, oh, none, none, you know, this, I joined for a week or two weeks and none of the job leads were for me. So I'm out of here. And it's like, wow, if you got one job lead in one year, you would still be making more money than it cost you to join. So, you know, that's, it's, it's just a different mindset. And so those people don't, they're not my ideal client, but at the same time, yeah. it's frustrating because you want people to be your ideal client. Yeah. And I think that's the thing as well, when you're involved in a community, whatever you put in, you get back tenfold. But mm. if you're not putting in, then you won't see those rewards come back to you as well. 16 years in business is a huge amount of time. Yes. We've talked about challenges. What are some of the highlights? 
<laughs> I was doing a clean out of my office the other day and I came across this and people who are listening to the podcast, not watching, won't be able to see it. But what it is, is a whole bunch of pieces uh, of paper with a little paper clip on it. And it's got just a whole bunch of letters on it from my members that were collated by another member years ago um, for a Christmas. This was a Christmas gift for me, like years and years ago. And it was just, it's just pages and pages of thank yous um, for everything that I've done on the network for them. I mean, there's people in here that don't like me anymore, which is hilarious. So uh, <laughs> that's how old it is. Um, but this actually is one of the highlights. And so when I found it the other day in my stuff when I was cleaning up, I was just like, oh, God, I'm so glad I found this because I often forget that I've got stuff like this. And so to have someone who put this together for me as a Christmas gift along with, you know, they, I think they gave me a, um, a voucher to, uh, what's it called? It's one of those beauty places in dota yes in dota yeah and and it was just such a surprise because i genuinely wasn't expecting any kind of gift and the network was still fairly young at that point and um and so that was a massive highlight for me and then anytime someone um is just when whenever i see someone doing something really cool and i know that they're on my network or they've done my training and they're kicking goals and you know i've got some who Oh my God, they're doing amazing things. They're probably making so much more money than I am now. And, and I'm like, you know, I remember them doing a mentoring session with me when they first started. And now I couldn't mentor them because they're like way above me. And I love that. I absolutely love that. That just, yeah, that brings me a lot of joy and seeing it, seeing them help each other. So yeah. I get evidence of that all the time and I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You started your business before you had your children. Yeah. Then your beautiful two girls came along. How did that change? It's funny because after having Ruby, who's now 10, um, I kind of just, you know, I kept working. We were still doing websites at that point. And Greg and I just had this, we, we set up a schedule. So we're both working from home. We had this schedule of who was uh, responsible for the child and who wasn't at set times because otherwise it was just this, you know, just shit fight over. You have her, you have her. Um, and we just kept doing the doing, which was just incredible. And then when we had Ella sort of four and a half years later, it was completely different. So by then um, Greg was working, so suppose self-employed still, but his work was outside. So he's now personal trainer um and so he's got to go out and do those sessions clearly not right now but um going out and doing them and for the first few months after Ella was born having you know a four-year-old and I don't know how people do it with like a two-year-old or a one-year-old I think that's insane um to juggle in those I just didn't want to work at all but by then I had some people that were supporting me in my business so they could keep things going um and ever since Ella was born it's just been this constant juggle of trying to work out when yeah. I can work and when I can't and this year was supposed to be my first year where um I had both kids in school so that was laughed at by the universe and um shot down it's like <laughs> no 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 you don't get to get rid of them that easy in fact I might send both of them back home <laughs> And, and I might make you teach them as well. So yeah, this year has just been, you know, I, I did this session a couple of weeks ago where, you know, I'm there to sort of provide some guidance on balance. So I, I love talking about 
trying to balance work with with your family and with your mental health and all that sort of thing and i was saying to them none of the rules that i've ever had previously apply right now like it is just swim or drown it is so out like just out of the ordinary we don't know from week to week what's going on and finding any kind of routine is super super hard and for people like me who i probably i'll work better with a routine but i resist a routine because i dance to the beat of my own drum it's this constant battle. It's just, yeah, really hard. My kids, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And my kids know they've like, they've always had us working yet. They still interrupt constantly. You know, you think that you can train them, but clearly mine are just as stubborn as I am. And you know, the only way I'm doing this recording right now is that my husband has taken them literally out of the house to go for a walk with them. Everyone's got masks on. Um, just so that it can be quiet here because otherwise I would have a child hanging off me. 100% guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting what I'm finding. So I've had my, both my kids at school. Well, my youngest is in grade two this year. And it's taken me a couple of years because I was trying to set boundaries and, you know, make things work and the, you know, the balance of this and the balance of that. But now, because I've worked so hard for it and now it's kind of all thrown up in the air and it's like, but I worked so hard to make that happen. And we've just got to deal with it. We've just got to get shit done basically and sort of work out how, how we're going to sort of cope day to day because each day is different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We've, you know, we've fought for this structure that was working and no, it's just, no, it's not now. (laughs) Cannot work now. So, so I think everyone needs to just acknowledge that whatever they're achieving this year is amazing. Um, and even if they're going, you know, they're having days that they go forwards, days they go backwards, days that just don't seem to go anywhere either way, then that's okay. How have you sort of seen this impact your members and in the way that you support them? Initially, it was really kind of scary because a lot of my members' clients panicked. So they lost clients, like massive amount of clients straight up, which meant that anything that they could cut their costs with, they did. And so I lost a lot of members when this first hit. Um, A lot have come back since then. And um, a lot of, because a lot of them, their clients have kind of worked out what will work and what won't. So in those first few weeks, I was doing a lot of, um, you know, training sessions and Facebook lives and things like that, talking to them about working with and communicating with their clients to sort of reduce that freak out phase and to encourage them to look at what they can do rather than what they can't. And, um, you know, just playing it out as best they could to support each other as best they can. So right now um, it's not been mass, like you wouldn't notice it so much. It's actually really confusing because half of the members are in in lockdown and half aren't. Um, So some of them, when they talk about going to a networking event or going out to lunch and weird things like that, the rest of us are going, what? So at the moment, um, I think that it's everything seemed, people are, are kind of getting used to the idea of it. They've, you know, got funding where they can. So some people, you know, getting JobKeeper, some people, some people are not eligible, but if they were early on in their business, they wouldn't have been making much money anyway. So they would have factored that in. But in terms of um, the, you know, job leads and things like that coming in, they're right back up there again now. So people are looking for VAs. The work is out there and, and the panic has kind of sort of subsided, I think, for now. Did you think when you were younger that you would kind of have this leadership role? 
Um, you know what? When I was younger, my vision for my future, I was I always explain to people what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to say, okay, this this community here in Africa, because I was always gonna go and work in Africa, needs more toilet paper and I could make it happen. That's my thing. I want to be able to go, they need this, let's get that shit sorted. That's what I envisaged for myself in whatever capacity was a let's get this shit sorted person. So, so yeah, kind of, but just, I wouldn't have imagined this format. It's funny because when I was, so I, you know, I was a graphic designer before past life, but so I never thought a leadership role in that industry, but I was like SRC going through like year 11 and 12. So I always was like representing my peers so ah. it's interesting because at the time I didn't think anything of it, but when you kind of go full circle and you see where you've been and where you are and what you're doing and the, the character traits and things you've learned along the way, that yeah. was kind of where it first formed. So I think it's really interesting to kind of look back and see what, what were you doing? What clubs were you involved in in high school? All that sort of stuff. Because I really think, you know, even the first job, what did you do in your first job? What did you learn on your first job? All those things play such a big role later on yeah. that, it's so easy to discount it as well because it feels like so long ago. Yeah. And also the your proactivity in jobs. I was always the sort that it was just, you know, I, I remember getting an office manager job purely because of the way that I did this single job of stuffing envelopes for this guy. Right. So he's like, can you help stuff these envelopes? He was the dad of a friend of mine from school. Um, and it's just a cashy job. And apparently the way that I did that showed management material. And so I got an office manager job from it. And he just said, you were so um, just on it. You had your method, you know, you just set it up so that it worked seamlessly and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just stuffing envelopes. But I've seen people do it since then. And yeah, I get now what he means. And so, yeah, just um, I think that your approach to things in a, um, in a, just a consistently trying to make things efficient and work well and getting a kick from that. Would you do anything differently? Oh my God. If you had your time again. So much, but you know, I, I think things were done the way they were done because you know, that was the idea at the time. Those were the people I was around. That was the budget, you know, all of the things they happened because they happened. So you know, if I went back in time, the scenario would still be the same. The budget would be the same. So I'd have to go back with a completely different budget um, and probably different people around me to then change anything that I've done. But I mean, every mistake I've made, every person that I've pissed off, every friendship I've made, every thing that I've done that I'm proud of, you know, they've got me to where I am now. And I've learned from everything, everything that I've done that is classed as a stuff up everything I've done that's classed as a win I've learned from um and that that to me is that's just a really good journey so there's stuff there that kind of makes me sad but um you know it that's the journey yeah that's right that's exactly yeah. right and along this journey you mentioned that you worked with your husband yes and you no longer work together <laughs> <laughs> was that a sign of how things went or was this you know a mutual decision <laughs> <laughs> no we actually work together really really well um we've both got opposite personality types and we could bring out you know we could balance each other out very very well um it got to the point where i was just really sick of what i was doing and the website stuff was predominantly his focus more than mine 
And I really wanted to focus on virtually yours. I wanted to build it like I am now where I completely focus on the network. And so we had a business coach and they were talking about bigger website jobs and quoting big jobs for corporates and stuff like that. And I just said, you know what? My heart's not in it. I'm just so not interested in selling that. I really, I think I'm out, you know, I think I'm done. Greg could do that without me. Um, and I'd always be there to support him, but I could tell he was out as well. I said, we're both over it. You, I, we had an opportunity for him to train and become a personal trainer and take over another person's business. I said, do it, do it. This is who you are. You are not a sit at the desk website person. Yes, you're good at it, but you are an outdoor person. And this is, this is what you need to run with. And we'll just support you to make that change. And meanwhile, I'll focus on virtually yours because that is my passion. And it worked out really, really well. Mm. What are you most proud of, Rosie, when you look back? Um, I, think, I think just the things that I've done over the years that put me outside my comfort zone. I need to do more of them. But, you know, things like um, this, you know, stepping up and going, I'm going to do podcasts with people. I'm going to be a guest speaker or I'm going to write the books um, and I'm going to rebrand, like invest in myself. Um, all of those little steps along the way. Um, um, yeah. It's each of them is a, is a big call. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you've got to work, yeah. it, work through it. So um, I would probably say that, but at the same time, I think I'm so proud of the community that I've built. And I think you'd be the same where you just kind of baffled at times that you've managed to bring together such amazing personalities and, and that they, you know, sometimes they drive you mental and they know that and you know that, <laughs> but for the most part, you, you go through that because 99% of the time they are really amazing people doing amazing things and they've joined your community and that, like that's such a beautiful thing and something that I'm very grateful for. It's really interesting you say that because obviously we're very similar in what we do and the, yeah. the community that we've brought together and I say to my members and I'm sure you've heard me say this before we create the community but it's the, the people in it that bring it to life. Oh yeah 100% and then they thank us for creating this community it's like well we've created the space but you filled it with what it is. That's right. Like, I can't make it like, yes, I'm attracting the right people, but you're fueling that by being you and by being in the group. So it is such a team effort and yeah. And I know you get that completely. Yeah. yeah. Nobody can ever say, Oh, I'm, I create this team and it's amazing and blah, 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 blah. I'm lucky that I'm running it and that I've created the space for it, but I can't take all the credit because the people in it are what can make or break it. They could, yeah. they could, totally boycott it and they could make it awful if they wanted to yeah. they have that power and we're lucky that they because they respect the space we've created that's our credit they respect the space we've created and then therefore they bring beautiful qualities that's right i'm mm. gonna tell you to backtrack because i don't think you're lucky i think that you worked damn hard to be where you are <laughs> but it's true you've created the space but you've also attracted those personalities to that space yes yeah, and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so moving forward, what can we expect to see from Rosie Shiloh and Virtually Yours? Well, this year was supposed to be my year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 20, what are we doing now? 2020, 2021 is the year for everybody. 
I don't want to jinx it because this was like, oh yeah, the kids are back at school. I'm going to just get hell for leather. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do this and I'm going to drive around crazy. I'm going to be so out there and I'm going to, like my big thing was I was going to show up and now it's like show up where? Even online I can't show up without something like a human or a cat hanging off me, you know, like I just... So yeah, um, next year in the future, I'm hoping for what should be now. <laughs> yes. In that, yeah, I really want to be doing more, always wanting to do more to advocate for the industry. Um, and I think, you know, I've created a Facebook group for um, people who outsource and I haven't had a lot of time to put stuff in and I really want that to be a vibrant space um, to just generate a lot of conversation and a lot of understanding and, support through um, Australian businesses working with each other. I just wanted to say, because I've known you, how many years have we known each other? I reckon it's got to be about five now, maybe Well, more. She Was Shine is going into its sixth year and we knew each okay. other before that. Oh, there so you go. Seven, maybe about seven, just beyond awesome. that. Yes. But what I find, Rosie, is... I never you age. You ready? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but, you're, but you're really passionate about what you do. But on the inside, there's this soft, soft little Rosie that always loves a hug, which I wish I could do right now. Yeah. Um, but you've been such a good friend of mine. Um, having someone else in the membership space and the community space is is a godsend um, because no, like other people in the industry get you. And so when you don't have an industry, it's also very different to kind of find find those other people that get what you're doing. Yeah. within the community so I know that having you around has been an absolute pleasure and I, can, I can't wait for more laughs and more hugs Thanks when so. we can but thank you so much for joining us today on on your couch on your throne you've got a lovely red throne there for the people listening <laughs> next time you'll be sitting on the couch that is behind me in my office yeah because we will have to do a part two of this interview yes I would love next that. year yeah. yes the real year. This is the pretend year. The real year. But right back at you, honestly, having, you know, there's so much that we can't talk to our members about. I mean, we're both very open with our members, but at the same time, having someone else who understands the highs and the lows of running a community, oh, that's, that's a bond we ain't breaking anytime soon, baby, because it is that's so it. beautiful. And you're going to make me cry too. So that's it. I was crying since the start. You know that. You <laughs> were. These, these lockdown times are emotional for us Melbournians. They are. Gosh, we're a mess. If it wasn't for Pringles, I don't know where I'd be. <laughs> I've got some of them in my pantry. I might go have some of those. Thanks for that, Rosie. But thank you so much for taking the time out, especially now with the kids at home and everything. I know that we're all doing the best we can and it's been an absolute pleasure to see you on my screen. You too, honey. And thank you to everyone for joining us today. We will be back very soon with another beautiful episode of She Will Shine podcast. See you later. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of the She Will Shine podcast, we invite you to check out shewillshine.com.au. She Will Shine is the essential support network you need to grow a thriving, meaningful business. We can help you grow your network, connect and develop genuine relationships, be supported and support others in building and growing a successful business on your terms. Say goodbye to working alone and become a member at shewillshine.com.au.